Hey everyone, so the official trailer for The Flash has finally released. This has been one of my most anticipated movies for years now. I love The Flash character. Obviously, you guys know I love DC. And when, again, this character has just always been one of my favorite superheroes. Now again, is that the Wally West version of the character? Yes. But I just still cannot wait to see a Flash brought on the big screen. And right along with that, the crew behind this movie, for the most part, I'm really, I've really been digging. I'm a big fan of Andy Muschietti. I think he's a very good director, and he's directed a great blockbuster movie before. So I think it's great that he got this gig. And moving along from that, Ben Affleck's returning as Batman. Michael Keaton's coming back. We're getting introduced to a Supergirl, played by Sasha Kaye. All of that got me more and more excited for this movie. And unfortunately, my enthusiasm aside, it does seem like most people's other excitement has kind of been diminished by the Ezra Miller drama, which I'm going to address here very quickly and then not talk about it for the rest of this because I really don't think just to give my thoughts very quickly that what they've been doing and what they've and all the crazy shenanigans they've been pulling and all the terrible things they've done and there's been quite a few of in that category in my opinion I don't think that should diminish the work of the art other artists involved with this movie and I'm personally someone who can is very comfortable separating the art from the artist especially when in this case the art was created before the artist, Ezra Miller, committed all these, most of these acts, I should say, after, the, after this movie was made. And I don't think your distaste towards them should be pulled onto this movie. But that's just my personal opinion. But moving on from that, I've been hyped for this movie. I don't care what anyone tells me. I believe I went to go check and this was my fourth anticipated movie of the year. And after seeing this trailer, I wish I could go back and move it up to number one. Oh my God. I don't care what fan of DC you are, whether that's you just love Batman, you love everything like me, you're just a fan of the Flash character. I don't see how you could have seen that trailer and not left, not finished it absolutely buzzing. I absolutely loved it this trailer this has got to be which by the way is a list i'm working on one of the top 10 greatest trailers for any comic book movie ever i am working on that list it's a very hard list to put together because of the nature of hype and watching things after you've already seen the movie but i can't but this trailer had everything it had enough of the plot it had some teases of some threats it had the main character's arc and what he wants to do and what causes this plot to happen and all the nostalgia and fan service that you could possibly want in something like this. The music was great. I love the way this movie looks. Some of the visual effects are admittedly a little wonky, but I think that's to be expected with the trailer that's releasing, or the first full trailer, and we're still months away. And I do think some of the footage is from a while ago, because I think they've had this trailer done for a few months now, because we've been hearing they've been going to be, they're going to be waiting for the Super Bowl for quite a while now, so I'm assuming... That might be the reason why. I mean, I think that Barry Allen in this movie, the characterization of him seems to be improved from the Snyder Cut, where I didn't always jive with the way that they represented the character. Michael Keaton, I'll talk about this a bit more later, but he looks absolutely B.A. in this movie. And right and beyond that, I mean, just that line when he says, I'm Batman... Like, it will come off so cheesy to most people, but as someone who's been watching Batman 89 for over a decade at this point, and 
have enjoyed that movie for the most part. Again, I, I don't love it as much. Most, I'm not even the biggest fan of Keaton's portrayal as Batman. But having watching him, having having been watching him so long, I am really excited to see what he brings to this character. Now being close to in his seventies, I believe, and that line was delivered so closely to how it was delivered back in 1989 and in like one of the opening moments of the Tim Burton movie that it just sent chills down my spine. And that moment when it shows Michael Keaton against those thugs and the way he, he, I believe, used a grappling gun to go up and then throw a thug down. I mean, it reminded me of Batman Arkham Knight. And if the action of Batman in this movie is going to be anything like the Arkham games, I can't wait. And I love, and that, that kind of, that's kind of the feel I got, the fluidity of it and the brutality of it. I really hope that's where they're taking inspiration when it comes to this movie. But there's just a quality to this movie where it's just, this film looks like the ultimate DC crossover event movie. I mean, you got stuff all the way back from Man of Steel, and I'll be break, breaking this all down in more detail later, although it might be a bit more of a rush breakdown. Um... You have Michael Keaton's Batman coming. You have Ben Affleck. I didn't expect him to be so prominent in the trailer. He's in quite a few of the money shots and does. We do see Bruce Wayne and we also see Batman, which a lot of people were assuming at first that we wouldn't see him suit up as Batman when we absolutely do. And I'll talk about the suit in just a second. I am so glad to see him, probably for the last time. And I really hope he's involved in directorial efforts for DC later. Well, it's the last time we're seeing him. I'm glad we're at least getting that because with Henry Cavill, it felt more like a he kind of just got pushed out. But with Ben Affleck, we're actually going to see more of him, which is ironic because Ben Affleck was in many ways the main instigator of him not playing Batman because of the place he was in in his life. While Henry Cavill has been completely open to come back, it's kind of ironic and unfortunate the way that's played out. But I love Ben Affleck in this role. I've grown to love him more and more as time has gone on. And have become more and more disappointed that he didn't get his own movie. I'm glad we're moving on. Again, we're getting Supergirl. We're incorporating the Flashpoint storyline. I'll talk about that as well. I am just loving the way this movie looks. As a DC fan, I don't see how you wouldn't be excited for this movie after this trailer. Because this trailer is absolutely fire. It just, it fires on all cylinders. It delivers everything I think you could possibly want. I love this. I cannot wait for June 15th, one day before most of you listening to this are probably getting it. And yeah, let's get into breaking it down. I don't have too much to say about my thoughts because I think they're relatively simple this time. So we start off the trailer with a couple shots where we've seen similar things from it before. The trailer starts off with a narrative voiceover from Michael Keaton where he's asking Barry Allen, what about this timeline does he want to save compared to his old one, and that's that he mentions how his mom's alive. Now, the mechanics of whether we're doing time travel or multiverse when it comes to this movie, I think have been pretty up unclear up, unclear up until this point. But my inference from what from this trailer is that it seems like Barry Allen goes back in time to prevent the murder of his mother, Nora Allen, and from doing that, it seems like it creates this new universe, kind of this branch timeline that's also its own parallel universe which i think is a bit confusing but i do think there is an absolutely a way to explain it very clearly and i'm sure this movie will do a good job of that we've heard great things about this movie and i'm sure it will absolutely pay off on those james gunn himself has said it's one of the greatest superheroes ever made so i will leave it to this movie to explain in more detail when it comes out but that seems to be the direction they're leading this and the first couple of shots show the flash which by the way actually in the suit looks a lot better than I thought it originally looked. 
arriving at a house, and this seems to be the night that his mother was murdered right in front of his house. And actually, the scenery of it is very similar to what was used in the Flash TV show season one, which you obviously know I was a big proponent of for a long time, but I've definitely fallen off of over the years. Then we get another shot of a bloodied bat cowl that will obviously be something we see in the new Wayne Manor, which seems to be a little different from Batman 89. It seems a lot bigger, and it definitely looks abandoned. And I like that Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne almost seems to be like a recluse by this point. And I'll get into that more later. We get a quick, quick, quick glimpse of Ben Affleck as Batman in his new suit on the Batpod or Batcycle. Batpod was Nolan's Batman. A lot of people have, are thinking this, and even my someone I was watching the trailer with mentioned how that looked, that looked like a shot ripped straight out of the Dark Knight trilogy. It isn't. Christian Bale is not in this movie. There's been rumors over the past couple of days about another Batman appearing towards the end of this movie. I don't personally think Christian Bale is the type of actor to come up for these very small cameo roles. I would love to see him as long as he there's no touching of that particular trilogy. But I don't think it will be he will be the Batman showing up. I think it's more likely to be I don't really know to be honest. But I even think someone like Val Kilmer is more likely. Obviously the issue with is his, is what's happened to his voice and how he isn't really able to speak the same anymore. And he's taking a lot less acting jobs. Or I believe he might be retired, but I'm not 100% sure. So that's obviously the thing with that. But I do. But apparently we do see another Batman that isn't Keaton or Ben Affleck. So I'm looking forward to see who that will be. But moving on, we do get a shot of what it seems like Ezra Miller after what a lot of people are speculating to be the trial of his father when he's trying. He's been, obviously he got the job as I believe um, the CSI at, what I'm assuming is CCPD, Central City Police Department, apparently, or not apparently, a lot of people are thinking that his father goes on trial because of the new evidence that he presents and tries to get his dad out of prison. Now, his dad is played by a new actor, Ron Livingston, because the original actor who played him in Zack Snyder's Justice League wasn't able to return. But a lot of people are speculating that that trial will go wrong and he will be still stuck in prison because of that it pushes Barry Allen to try to save his mother and reunite his family. And I actually think that's a great way to set up a, a, something done by a character which is pretty detrimental. We get to see a shot of Barry Allen, what it looks like in Gotham City, sliding along. This will be an action scene with Batman that happens early on in the movie, which is also showed by Batman on the Bat Cycle. There's a few very quick glimpses that you can't really tell what's going on. But there does seem to be the hint, a hint at the moment where Barry time travels, which is when at about... 20 seconds into the trailer when we see kind of these fading moments going by and just the lightning, which by the way, they did change the color of the lightning from blue to yellow in this movie. We get a shot of Barry and his mom, I'm assuming on the day of his mother's murder um, in their kitchen. Then we get a shot of Barry's dad over his, I'm assuming, dead mother and Barry coming over to see. Now this is in the morning. But the murder of Barry Allen's mother is pretty famously at night. So I'm curious to see if this changed or if Barry's dad wasn't there when this happened, which in some versions of the story, he isn't. But in other versions, he is. But Barry is kind of more found to be asleep, and then he joins in, joins in this little altercation later. Now, there's no word yet as to who the main villain is, or at least there's some speculation. Some are believing it is a dark flash who is also going to be played by Ezra Miller. We already have two versions of The Flash played by Ezra Miller, and there might be another one as well. And we've seen a look at him from a Funko Pop 
Oh, they're not a Funko. I don't remember if it was a Funko Pop or it was a just an action figure. I don't remember what was the toy company that put it out. And he looks crazy, and I'm going to be surprised if they're, they're going to be able to pull that off. But I'm still not 100% sure that will be the main villain. And I have a feeling that Zod might be more of the main antagonist, but I'll talk about that a little later. We get a couple shots of Barry running, and even a shot where Barry as a kid is running out of his house, and we see Barry as the Flash there turning, and the kid just ignores him. And then we see the sky change color and change from day to night. I have no idea what that shot is, but it's extremely intriguing. We also get a shot of what what seems like Barry Allen with a picture of his parents, and... This, with, because of the lightning, which is really bizarre because he's in this particular sequence, which is lit up blue, I'm assuming is like a bit of a, one of those dream flashbacks. But at the same time, he does have blue lightning in this particular moment. So this might actually be um, the Barry in the new timeline that he's appeared in, not the one that he's originally from, showing him a piece of his past. And I think it can be an interesting direction, or, direction to go or... Maybe this Barry Allen, our Barry Allen, will be getting his color, the color of his lightning changed. And I think the way they'll explain it is probably something just the advancing of him becoming him becoming a speedster, maybe tapping into a new form of the speed force. I think that's how they'll probably explain it. And maybe this younger Barry, who is from the timeline where his mother's alive, has not gotten to that point. And maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. We'll have to wait to see them explain that one, I think that's going to be a really tough one to explain. But I do like their changing the color because I much prefer the ye- yellow, slightly all orange lighting. And then we do get a moment where young Barry meets our Barry Allen and they say, stole their face. So that's interesting. I mean, we did, we knew there would be two Barry Allens, but you get to see them meet for the first time here. Now, in this next part, we get a line from Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne, which when I heard him, it just made my heart smile. I am so happy we're going to see more of him like I already mentioned how he mentioned that if you change the past you might create a new future that's completely different and you know it could create these consequences that you're really not expecting now Barry tries to push back and says that will fix everything but then Bruce pushes back and says that could also destroy everything and that's kind of what happens when we move on to just a couple of seconds later when Barry mentions he's broken the universe and then we see Zod coming in. I'll talk about that in just a second. But a few interesting shots leading up to that. Well, obviously, firstly, this is where the element of the Flashpoint storyline comes in. So the Flashpoint storyline, if you don't know, is a storyline in the comics that created this new set of DC titles, or not new, but a reboot of the universe where they kicked off the new 52, which was, the, which was 52 titles, 52 comic series that DC started with back in 2011 to restart the universe for newcomers to read. And what Flashpoint is, is Barry Allen going back in time to prevent the murder of his mother, which causes this new universe to, cre- to be created where the Amazons and the uh, Atlanteans are at war when Thomas Wayne is Batman instead of Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne was the one who was killed as a kid. There's tons of changes, and there's tons of alter- differences, but because this new universe is so catastrophic, and time, not time, but the world pretty much goes to come it just by the end of that storyline it's just in a world which is just unlivable basically i don't think that's a word but you get the gist of it and because of that barry's forced to go back and prevent his past past self to stop the mur- to stop him from 
actually saving his mother. And he has to allow his mother to get murdered. But even when he does that, the timeline he returns to is not the same universe as the one he was originally from where his mother was murdered. In this new timeline, there were a few changes, such as in the New 52, there was a new Superman. And it seems like they are taking a lot of that to reset the DCU according to James Gunn's plan, which I think is really interesting. And I do think it's probably the smartest direction to go in terms of the DC universe as a whole. Now, we do get to see a shot where it seems like it seems like the two Barry Allens and Lightning going through one Barry into another. Originally, I thought this would be a situation where the Barry who's arrived in the new timeline no longer has his powers because that's how it happens in the Flashpoint storyline. And he needs to create this insane set of events that, let's be real, doesn't really make sense with the help of Thomas Wayne to get his powers back. And I think this sequence where the blue lightning is going through our Barry... That's him trying to take part of what the young Barry is, the speed force the young Barry is drawing from to get his powers back. Now, we get a look at the Flash Ring, which is, again, directly from the comics. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I would have preferred a more simple Flash Ring that just had one layer and the Flash is coming out. I'm going to be shocked if they're able to pull off the Flash suit reveal well in live action. But here we get into some of the biggest stuff in the trailer. And that is the reveal that a part of the plot of this movie will be mirroring the plot of Man of Steel. And what happens in this new universe that Barry Allen has created is that there are no metahumans and no really superheroes to defend the world from this coming threat, which is General Zod and the Kryptonians. And we get a moment where we see Barry Allen looking at the TV with the original message that Zod sent to Clark Kent or I guess the whole world in Man of Steel. If you remember that moment where he's talking on the TV and everyone's TVs change to this and Kal-El is responding and he kind of creates this demand where Kal-El needs to turn himself in, I believe. And I don't remember what the kind of like the failsafe was on that, but I'm assuming this will be something similar, but instead with Supergirl. And a part of the plot of this movie, it seems before General Zod is introduced, is that... Barry Allen and Michael Keaton's Batman will be going to rescue Supergirl to get her help. Maybe in trying to save the world because of a danger that's coming. But then her coming out pretty much kind of instead of it being Clark Kent revealing himself is kind of a, su- a super person revealing himself. And therefore General Zod has discovered where Kara Zor-El's pod was sent, which is Earth. And that, well, that's what causes him to come. Now the other theory that could be happening here is that Zod has come to Earth, and he's looking for someone else that we don't know. Maybe it's a Superman who's in hiding, because in the comics it is a Superman who's been hidden from the Yellow Sun his whole life, so has no powers, and is barely really living. And maybe Supergirl, need, they need to get Supergirl's help. But it does seem like Supergirl is the one being held captive, so I do think it's the first option. But it does seem like by the point in the movie that the message happens, they haven't yet. Uh, we haven't met yet met with Supergirl, which I think is really interesting. We get a look at the world engine from Man of Steel in Metropolis, and it almost seems to be, almost looks like footage we use from the movie, although it's not, it is new footage. And then we get General Zod, played by Michael Shannon. He's back. I did not think he would be a big prominent part of the movie, but this trailer kind of makes it seem like he will be. And I'm really curious to see how much he'll actually be used in this tra- in this movie. And the reason why I think Zod, I almost forgot to mention, is the one who comes because Supergirl has been exposed. Maybe that actually happens before um, 
uh, Barry and Bruce rescue her. Maybe she was exposed because of another government fault or something like that. He, the reason why I think that is because Zod comes out and says, we've been waiting for you. Kind of expecting that maybe they've been hiding on the planet or have been waiting for any signal that a Kryptonian is on a planet like Earth. Then we get a shot of Barry Allen meeting Supergirl. She does seem to be locked up, so I do think my first prediction was correct. And then we get the big moment that I think a lot of people were waiting for, including myself, and that is Michael Keaton as Batman. We get a shot of his Batcave, which looks pretty expanded from the version in the Tim Burton movies, which I think is cool. This seems to be kind of the ultimate, like, comic book version of the Batcave. We get uh, the Batmobile, which seems directly from the original movie. It is covered up. And we do get a, we did get a shot of, in the last teaser they put out over a year, like, almost a year and a half ago now, of the young Barry taking it off. And that was kind of like the big get everyone hyped moment of that trailer. I, I wish we got to see the Batmobile. Now, we do get a line from Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne asking, want some, you want some help? And we do get the bats coming by, which is a very Tim Burton shot. And a lot of the shots showing Michael Keaton feel very Tim Burton and very much out of his movies. I think that's a good way to pay legacy, pay some homage to that. And then we get the young Barry reacting and him fainting after we get to see Michael Keaton doing some awesome stuff. And the camera zooms in on Michael Keaton as Batman. He's there. He looks like he's still got it. And the Barrys are asking, wait, you're... And he says, yeah, I'm Batman. And the thing I love the most about it is that he says it in the exact same way he said it back in 89 when he pulls that thug towards himself if you remember that scene from that movie. I believe it was the opening scene, if not the second scene of that movie. I rewatched it again last year. And then it cuts to maybe my favorite moment of the trailer where we get Michael Keaton's Batman flying, gliding down, get, meeting these thugs. Originally, I thought this looked like it was in the Batcave, but it, is, it does seem to be in this tunnel, kind of similar to Gotham Harbor in, in um, Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League. And he, he's doing these moves, which again, feel a bit out of the Arkham games and don't really feel like movie Batman that we've been seeing for many, many years now. And what I also thought was interesting is they, they're still keeping the kind of unmovable neck piece that's on Michael Keaton, which means he will be a bit limited. But this scene is way more than we've ever seen him do from an action standpoint. And that's one of the things that I'm not the biggest fan of in the original movies. I know they're over 30 years old, but I think that this movie will finally be giving us the Michael Keaton Batman action scenes we want. I loved this moment. Then we have Barry mentioning that if he, if he doesn't go back, if he doesn't undo what he did, there might not be a future. And I'm still wondering what they're going to explain as the thing that's preventing Barry from going back in time again to do this. Or the scene where he's actually saying this is when he's about to do it. But maybe young Barry does want him to go because he likes having this brother figure in the original Barry. Or maybe young Barry needs to sacrifice himself in a way for this to happen. I'm really curious to see what are the mechanics in this. And this is, again, very much like the Flashpoint storyline. I think that this version of Barry Allen will find that when he does go back to fix things, it's still not quite where he was. And I still think it would be really cool if this version of Barry Allen sacrifices himself, Crisis on Infinite Earth style, to kill himself and introduce a new Flash instead in the original universe with Wally West, which, you know, is my Flash. And I hope that that's what they do. But we get another great shot of Ben Affleck on the Bat Cycle, which is from early in the movie. But we get one of the most interesting shots in the trailer to me that no one's talking about, and that is Supergirl carrying someone up above the, up, 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 up above the clouds. I think this is actually our version of Barry Allen and her attempt to get him back his powers 
Because in a later scene, we see Barry Allen with Michael Keaton, where I feel like that's going to be the introduction of Supergirl, when Michael Keaton, you know, moves down his fist, and then we see Supergirl in the background. And Barry's not in his suit. He has no powers. He's not doing anything. And that's probably because they're trying to rescue her when Barry still doesn't have his powers. And maybe Supergirl's bringing her up, bringing um, him up, Barry Allen, to get his powers back by pretty much letting him feeling, feel the lightning or feel the thunder in every way imaginable. I don't know, but that's just my speculation. Then we get this really cool shot of Barry kind of running, or running on the ground and then jumping to run on this, going running up this building. Then we get a couple of shots, which are, again, very much like trailer shots. We can't really tell what's going on, and there's kind of big action shots. So I don't really know how much you can say about this. It does seem like we get a little look at Iris West in kind of this blue background moment, but I, that also might be Nora, but I do think that it's Iris West. She is in this movie. Then we get into one of my favorite shots from the trailer where our Barry, as well as what I originally thought was young Barry, with their boots aligning. But the version of, while the young Barry will have his bat, uh, flash suit created from a Batman suit that's spray painted to make it look like a flash suit, because the suit is so dark, I think I'm starting to believe in the theory that the young Barry will, becomes Dark Flash and he kind of creates this new threat. And because they're doing this thing where it seems like they're teaming up, maybe this version of Dark Flash is just helping them defeat Sod, and maybe they are the main, he is actually the main antagonist. Or not the main antagonist, but the main thing that needs to be put down. But he just wants to defeat Zod first for some reason. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here. I don't really know. There is a version of Black Flash in the comics, but that is a character who comes after anyone who messes with the rules of the Speed Force and uses it illegally by their rules, I guess you could say. But, and I don't think they'll be introducing him in that movie. That's just way too deep in Flash lore, I think, for it to be introduced in the first movie. But I could be wrong. We might not get any more movies, so Eddie Muschietti might pull that out. And we'll get a few other, again, interesting shots with, like, again, the, the scene where lightning is going through Barry Allen. I really do think that's the scene where he gets his powers back. We get a, a shot of Supergirl punching Feora, who is one of Zod's right hand woman in Man of Steel. We get a shot of Supergirl with um, her lasers about to shoot them. We get a shot of Ben Affleck. Again, a shot that looks a bit bit too digital, clearly not complete. But the best look yet at his suit, which seems to be a very armored suit in classic Batfleck fashion. But I love that they're giving him the blue suit. We've never really had a full-on blue Batman suit, although we do also see one in Michael Keaton's Batcave shrine of bat suits. But I love that they're giving him a blue suit, and I think it really works. I hope it actually looks good this good in the live-action scenes in the movie. Again, we get a ton of explosions. There's not really much to break down. But then we get the moment when Barry Allen's pinned down. I think this is definitely where they're going to be rescuing Supergirl. And Michael Keaton says, just try not to die. And he lowers his fist, and we see Supergirl in the background. Yes, the visual effects of her are not great, but... I think they'll be better once the movie comes out, at least most of them. We get Supergirl mentioning her name is Kara, so she's playing Kara Zora, which opens up the door for Sasha Kaye to play Supergirl in further movies, a.k.a. Supergirl Woman of Tar Tomorrow, which is a movie James Gunn is developing following a Supergirl based on Tom King's run from the past two years. And I do hope they keep her in the role because from what has apparently been said, she is very good in the role, and I'm very excited to see her version of Supergirl, actually. And... Obviously, like I mentioned earlier, it seems like Barry and crew will be trying to rescue her. Maybe, they are, maybe they're actually rescuing her to get Barry on his powers back, and that creates a signal 
that alerts Zod. Or maybe they're rescuing her to protect her from Zod. There's a few things that could be done. But in the comics, they get Superman's help because they, they want to... Bear, I'm talking about Barry and Thomas Wayne in the Flashpoint storyline comics. They rescued that version of Superman that's very worn down because they need his help to stop this war between the Atlanteans and the Amazons escalating too far and to completely destroying planet Earth. And that's kind of why they get him in the comics, but that's not obviously what they're doing here because Superman is not in this movie. And moving on to the final section, we get, we get a little gag with Barry and Young Barry, and I will say I also really like the Supergirl suit they've given Sasha Kaye. But that takes us to the end of this trailer breakdown. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to me ramble on about all my thoughts on this trailer. Everything that this movie could be teasing, I love the look of this movie. I can't wait for June 15th. I am counting down the days to review, to watch, and review this movie for you all. And speaking of review, again, make sure to let me know what your thoughts on the Flash trailer are by sending me a voice message over on Anchor or set, putting a comment if you can on any other audio platform. I will try to reply to it if I can. And again, once again, speaking of review, nice transition. My review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will come out on Thursday. I'm seeing the movie on Wednesday. I'm very much looking forward to do so. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.